Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Mirror Life Lessons Podcast, the place where I keep it deep, simple, and spiritual. My name is Gemi, and as always, I'm here to share with you all things Kingdom Over Culture for the purpose of us growing closer to Christ. Now, today's episode is titled Adultery, and I'm going to be diving a little bit into what the Word of God says concerning this and what God wants us to know. Let's jump straight into it. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is a pleasure to have you, a pleasure to serve you today. Um, I pray that you had a wonderful weekend and will have a blessed week ahead of you. Man, I'm so excited to speak about today's topic. Um, You know, anything that the Lord really has me jumping into, it is such a pleasure, such an honor, and I'm so grateful to you, God. For, you know these moments and opportunities that you give me um, I do not take this lightly so yeah man uh, today's topic is titled adultery and we're just gonna look into what the Lord says or what God says about this um, and his will man you know I know that a lot of people um, also have either experienced this suffered this or know about this heard of it Nonetheless, man, um, I'm praying that today's episode will be able to give you clarity, understanding, um, light, you know, like real truth um, from what God is saying. And yeah, man, that your hearts are open and ears are, 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 I mean, hearts are open, yes, and ears are open to hear and also ready to receive. But before we jump into the word, I want to jump into prayer, man. So Father, thank you so much for this day. Lord Jesus, you are welcome in this place, man. You are welcome, Lord. We love you so much. I appreciate you. I adore you. Thank you for today's um, episode. And I pray, Lord, for um, all of us who will be listening today, Lord, as we gather to listen to this, Lord, and to hear from your words, Lord, from your mouth, God, your wisdom. Father, I pray that our hearts are open to hear, Lord. Oh, God, I pray that our ears are also ready to receive this, Jesus. Lord Jesus, for areas where we have been lost, misunderstood, not knowing, God, I pray that today you open up our eyes to see, Lord. Oh, Lord, my God, let us not lean into the wisdom of the world, God, but let us see for your wisdom, God. And for those who may not know you, Jesus, and have walked in this path, God, and have done things, um in this area lord i pray today god that you will free them and set them free and free them from their minds lord to understand your will and your way jesus open up our eyes to see things your way god and so we do not see it um, according to our own will our own way but to recognize your love and your truth through the words that i'll be sharing today the oh that you'll be sharing through me today lord god thank you so much for your love, your word that reveals your will for our lives. I bless you. I worship you in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are my best friend. You are the lover of my soul. Man, I am so blessed to have you in my life. And I just pray that you touch the lives of each person who's listening today. Open up their hearts as well to receive the word of the Lord. I know it is your will for people to live God's way. It is your will for people to know Jesus. It is your will for he becomes glorified when this happens. So I pray, oh Holy Spirit, begin to reach and speak and, and, and touch the lives of the hearts of people. If today there's no one who understands, oh, open up their ears to hear and their hearts to receive, my Lord. I pray that you, Holy Spirit, will be the one who draws them nearer to Christ, oh God. If there's anyone who's been uh, uh, in this position oh god please give them the right understanding lord god for anyone father whom we have not understood oh lord open up their eyes and ears to see they'll open up their eyes to see and their ears to hear lord and their hearts to receive oh god May we, Jesus, may we see you the right way today, Mutimaka, please. I just, oh, that's one thing I'm praying for, God. Let us see you the right way, God. Remove every lie of the devil. Remove the lies of society and pop culture. Remove the lies for the God of our past or anything, my Lord. Remove these lies. Remove the lies of religion, the, the scales of religion. 
that has kept people bound for so long and for those God who have fallen into sin my God let them know that they can come running to you Jesus and that they don't have to hide from you God if they have been in the situation Lord guide them Holy Spirit so that our Savior Jesus may be glorified and I ask this in the name of the of your son Lord God in Jesus name I pray amen amen hallelujah all right oh it is really on my heart right now um and I really feel that strongly this is God leading this that he wants us to really know him the right way man oh Lord I know there's so many people right now what I'm sensing oftentimes they do not know Christ the real true Christ like the real real god okay and what i mean knowing him i mean also perceiving understanding him the right way you know an issue that i've had because of religion right i've oftentimes seen god in a way as him being so harsh and mean you know someone who's gonna strike me you know anytime and it is one of those things right yes god can punish he is harsh when it comes to like things that are evil or bad right but the one thing that i know about the lord also is that he's very patient right and so i pray today this is a strong thing like jesus really wants us to know him okay he wants us to truly truly know him and for us to perceive him correctly right religion and 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 experiences or cultures or even other people's um words right um that are not purely from him how do i explain it yes purely from people having a relationship with god they can easily speak the wrong thing about christ or they can easily speak the wrong thing about god right and maybe you're someone who's ashamed um concerning this topic or feeling a certain way but i just want you to know that christ wants you to really get to know him okay if you know who he is you'll be able to know that you can run to him with situations like these okay you can run to him not away from him all right you run to him not from him okay so i urge you today please open up your heart and just be open to receive what god is saying this is one thing he's been repeating like just open up open up okay open up jesus wants you to know him he wants you to perceive him in a fresh way today he wants you to perceive him in a new way today to understand who he truly is and lord we are thankful and i receive that also for myself in jesus name so as i read i'm sorry as i yeah read today's um scriptures or even as you hear today as the lord is speaking i pray that the perception of christ if you had any wrong image of who christ really is that today you are able to receive him and 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 in a fresh and brand new way okay that if you had you know the wrong idea of him you're able to see who he truly is right as it is written in his word not just because someone said it or someone had a certain account of like wrong encounter or whatever it is um the experience and not probably even read through you know had a religious perspective and attached that to who christ is okay i just pray that today yeah predominantly you begin to hear who god really is so yeah man um what the lord was saying to me concerning adultery right he just said two things if number one adultery is sin and number two it is perversion okay number one adultery is sin and number two it is perversion right so firstly let's look at the meaning of adultery adultery is when someone voluntarily has an affair with someone they aren't married to okay so stepping outside of their marriage bed um their marital vows and commitment to god and that person okay and in this day and age we could call it cheating right you have people that probably have like an open marriage or do all these kind of things right that is um also a form um of adultery so regardless of whatever it is it is still the truth no matter how society or pop culture tries to make it seem cool it is still wrong okay now number two perversion means um that something right or rather a distortion or corruption of something from its original course okay um its original course meaning or state of a thing so um for for an example okay for example um perversion right to simplify it means something that is twisted or turned from its original form okay something that is twisted or turned from its original form so for so for example if god says that marriage is meant for two people and you add three or more that's perversion you're twisting and turning something 
from its original intent and form right when god says food is for nourishing our bodies or for eating but we sacrifice it to idols or whatever we're twisting it and turning it from god's original purpose and form and that is a form of perversion okay so perversion is something that is filled in the world right this is something that's filled in the world and we grow up in it and if we're not raised in god's way we grow up thinking that it is okay when it is not right um there's many people who do a whole bunch of stuff right and as you know like you can literally see certain things and to a certain extent if you don't know god's ways right you just find yourself in these areas okay so perversion is something that satan does to deceive people to get them to disobey god and to follow him right satan wants people to follow him satan wants people to follow his way and ultimately right just continue to distort or do um destroy the ways of god right so that's why i believe the lord is in 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 prayer in the beginning when he says to open up your heart right and to open up your ears really receive with humility right because when even when i came to christ there were so many things that i did not know and understand and once i got the truth and once holy spirit opened up my eyes to 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 perceive the truth of god that wow so this whole time i was believing a lie this whole time i had a perverse mindset right I, my mindset was twisted from the truth my 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 nature or my spirit was twisted from the truth right until i received the spirit of god and i really went back to the original alignment and plan of god for man from the beginning which is for god for us to be ma made in god's image according to genesis 1 26 right so so when you understand the meaning of perversion and, the, and you understand the meaning of adultery you'll be able to see why god isn't pleased with it right once i explain the original form of things okay in the beginning this those things that god created right in its original form and everything that he said was good he didn't have a problem with anything that he said <laughs> okay and once you skip from genesis 1 to we jump into Genesis 3, there comes Satan destroying and distorting, perverse, perverting the good things that God had originally designed and created, right? I'll give you an example. In the beginning, chapter 1, Genesis, God created, um, you know, the, the, the entire uh, earth, um, the stars, the moon, the sea, the waters, the, like the skies, all of that, right? The birds, the, and all these beautiful things that he created, right and he created male and female in his image okay and then that was good and everything he said he said that was good right um and then now when we jump into genesis 2 he has created after he created male and female of course but in genesis 2 now he forms a man right and then he says it's not good for men to be alone right and then now um he gives um this man a wife right and then they are married and that was still good in god's eyes now in genesis 3 then satan comes and distorts all of that that god has done right and that's the results that we're living in as a result of living in a sinful world at this moment okay and that's why you find that all that god had created was for our good but now you find people doing the opposite twisting it right worshiping the stars now worshiping that was for our good to you know enjoy according to god's will but now people are worshiping the stars worshiping the universe worshiping the moon worshiping all these kind of things right taking animals no longer just for eating now they're just doing all kinds of things that are you know distorted and twisted right having sex outside of marriage right um having multiple open marriages a bunch of married couples doing all these things right and then thinking that it's good when it is not good and this is a result of Satan being in the world. It's a result of Satan bringing sin into the world, um, or man rather, accepting the will of Satan when he suggested it and then gave power over the devil. But because of Christ Jesus, Jesus broke all of that and brought us back into order and restoration as a result of the finished work of the cross okay he redeemed us completely so when a person receives christ jesus they are redeemed from the curse of the law and you now are no longer under the condemnation um, of sin and, and 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 death and fear all these things but now you become one with christ and take upon the nature of christ right so 
that's an important thing for us to understand and to realize and since we're speaking about adultery right so i want us to look at the original form or the good thing right that god created in the beginning like i was saying so the first thing to look at is uh to look at the constitution of marriage under god's law and god's original plan remember what i said if we understand what god's way is we're able to see why perversion is bad and why adultery is bad so basically the order is messed up okay as long as you're living in the world and do not um, live under the new covenant of christ jesus you're still living under condemnation and sin and living under the laws of 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 um yeah living under the law and living under <sighs> condemnation of the enemy right it's condemnation of sin and things of that nature and you're basically your eyes are still closed from understanding right and that's why i need the power of holy spirit who can help me as i speak these words and he will begin to illuminate your eyes to understand so that your mind is no longer twisted in one direction but understanding god's way how crazy is it right how crazy is it to think that wow it's literally like imagine you've been riding a bike backwards your whole life but you didn't know that in order to move forward you're supposed to cycle it like you know pedal forward right so and that's the thing you know when when you're in the world the world is literally backwards we used to look at god as if god is backwards but god is actually on point and right the world is the one that's backwards because it is in um under sin and currently ruled by satan but nonetheless let's go to uh, the topic that i was mentioning which is looking at um marriage under the law of god and god's original plan okay um so yeah marriage is something that god had created from the beginning right uh for man and for women right so even if i don't tell you that um you know adultery is bad or whatever your heart your spirit knows because you may know the pain of it right remember we were made we were made in god's image right so we have a conscience on the inside of us that alarms us to say that something is wrong right but because we look up and see the world around us being casual about perversion or silent about it we ignore the truth inside and go along with all these lies of what people are saying but there is pain man when it is attached to infidelity okay the pain of infidelity is proof and evidence that adultery is bad right so marriage is something that is so close to the heart of god marriage is so close to the heart of god because it is not just a piece of paper like society says society is blinded by their own foolish ways in the world and they're not aware of what they're actually saying but marriage was established by god from the beginning of time and it is a, it is a reflection of our relationship with um god and marriage to christ jesus um our lord because when you look in the beginning in genesis 2 Adam was someone who would just walk in the cool of the day of the garden with God. So he had a very close-knit relationship with God, which shows um, the example of that intimacy, that unit of marriage. Okay, so marriage is the merging of two people, right, or two souls being united as one. And this is shown in Genesis 2.24, right, where the Bible says, Because of this, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall be and the and i'm sorry they shall he shall cleave to his wife and they shall be the two of them one flesh right <laughs> that made me stumble on my tongue the two of them shall be one flesh I, I i was just thinking of different versions in my head and trying to say it all at the same time okay <laughs> but right right so think about how um right keyword two of them becoming one flesh think about how people right you've seen who are married and what's one thing that you find that say about certain people that are like oh my gosh these people um it's like they just want like they 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 almost act the same right some people say if you're so close to someone you end up looking alike right we've heard that so many times right isn't it interesting that that's the case right there are things that they do that that the one partner does that the other partner also does um and this is also the truth and happens to you and i when we're joined to christ through faith in him and give our lives to him we become joined to him right married to him as one and we become one spirit with him right in other words we take up the nature of god and the more we spend time with jesus the more we spend time in, with him worshiping him being in the spirit reading his word is the more we become like him so we become one with him okay we begin to do things that he would do 
we begin to say things that he would say, right? That is so, so, so interesting. So like, look at how that mirrors um, the relationship we have on the earth with certain people, right? So marriage is sacred. It is not just a piece of paper, right? It's ignorant for people to say that. And people who say that don't know God and don't understand the ways of God. Marriage is a sacred and powerful covenant and a reflection of man's relationship with God and ultimately a gift from God to us humans here on the earth. All right. This is the kind of relationship that God, uh, this is the kind of relationship that brings protection. It brings rest for your heart and soul. And it also brings a deep level of intimacy. Why do you think it hurts so much when you're in a relationship with someone and they step out of it? Especially when you've given yourself to them. It was not designed for that, right? So marriage is a beautiful thing. It's wrong to have sex outside of marriage because it was not designed for that as well. You're not designed to go be with or married to a whole bunch of people spiritually. It really, really destroys a person on the inside. And I mentioned that before in the previous episode when I spoke about um, fornication and sexual immorality. Right. So now when one steps outside of the marriage, right, they not only break the covenant, right, but they also join their partner spiritually to this person that they are having an, an affair with. Right. Because now when they decide to have sex and affair with this person, um, when you're married, remember, you're no longer two, but you're one. So you're also joining your partner basically with this person as well. And it breaks the covenant. It also hurts the person's soul. It hurts the person's soul. It violates um, a part of you on the inside. And it violates these, the vows or the words, the agreement that was actually made and spoken. There is a powerful thing that happens in the spirit, right? When people get together and have sex, it's not just a one moment or experience that we may see naturally in the flesh but there are other elements that we don't see spirit mind soul body connecting right and when we spread ourselves and we step out of that we are breaking so many things and it hurts a lot of people now let's look at some scripture concerning adultery and this is matthew 19 verse 4 to 6 and jesus says have you never read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined inseparably to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but are one flesh. Therefore, what God has just joined together, let no one separate. And verse 9 says, I say to you, Whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. And there's also a version that speaks on um, women as well. Um, how also that is also um, adultery. And another one is Proverbs 6 verse 32. But whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks heart and understanding, moral principle and prudence. He does it. And is destroying his own life. I'm sorry. He who does it is destroying his own life. So in essence, we're not wise when we don't listen to God's word and do what he says. Um, I want to take a moment and actually look at Proverbs 7, right? I touched a little bit on Proverbs 7 last week. And this was something that, man, if you listen to last week's episode, I believe that you may, you may have been like so blessed. But what was spoken last week but yeah proverbs 7 also speaks about the adulterous woman and in essence it just shows um what happens with adultery and what adultery seems good looks nice on the outside but in essence it only leads to one place and it leads to not only your destruction but also leads to hell right so proverbs 7 um yeah, Proverbs 7, let me start from Proverbs 7 verse 1 and I will go to verse 5. And I'm going to try my best to actually personalize it so we can understand. Um, yeah, and just literally see the ways of the devil and how he actually is doing and these things even in this day what we're living in. So Proverbs 7 verse 1 to 
5. This is the advice and counsel of God, right? Um, when you listen to it, it is, and it says, My son, keep my words and treasure my commandments within you. So they are readily available to guide you. Keep my commandments and live, right? And keep my teaching and law as the apple of your eye. Bind them securely on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to skillful and godly wisdom, you are my sister. And regard understanding and intelligent insight as your intimate friends. Verse 5, that they may keep you. This is the reason why God says we should keep his words and hold on to them, right? And hold on to his way so that they keep us from what? The immoral woman, from the foreigner who does not observe God's law, who flatters with her smooth words, right? So these first few verses are written as a warning, but it's also written out of love for guidance to teach and show us the way that we should go, that we should hold tight and have high regard for God's ways and his word because his way saves our lives, right? Having skillful and godly wisdom is important, okay? It is important, and this is something that we absolutely, absolutely need. So notice how in verse 3, it speaks about um, to bind it securely on our fingers, right? Why would we hold on or bind God's word on our fingers, right? We're having it readily, readily. It's like having it at the tip of our fingers, readily to use it, right? And when we write it on the tablet of our heart, it's in our heart inside that we just automatically move in that direction because his ways are already imprinted on the very deep in the crevices of our souls. Right, and we flow from that area. So even when Satan comes and tempts you with certain things, you're like, No, I remember what God's word says about marriage. No, I remember the vows that I made, and I'm not living for man, but I'm also living for God. Right? So it becomes something that is so beautiful and skillful wisdom. It's a skill that you're able to apply, having skillful and godly wisdom, where we regard it so purely and closely to our heart. So we're able to stay in God's ways. Because notice when, when, when the scripture continues, right? It mentions how he, the writer mentions how um, he saw a couple of young men who had no sense or they were um, gullible and inexperienced, naive, right? It's verse six. He says, for at the window of my house, I looked through my lattice, verse seven, among the naive, the inexperienced and gullible, I saw among the young, a young man lacking good sense, right? When we don't have any, uh, any sense, right? Or don't have any wisdom from God, do we actually know how to make the right decisions? No. How many of us know that if we were told something or we had the wisdom, we'd know that, okay, you know what? I don't have to go through that direction. I don't have to do that. Even though the world says it, I don't have to do that. And how many of us, or maybe, or how many of you may be sitting in a situation right now that you know that because you lacked wisdom in that situation, um, be it where you fell into adultery, be it you fell into whatever kind of sin, that you wound up um, regretting that situation and even not only hurting yourselves, but even others around you. So it's so important for us to see things God's way and not look at it for our own benefits and our own way. Right. So I want to quickly jump to verse 10 um, where we see what adultery does. OK, this is where we see adultery in action and how it is a trap. Right. This is something that is literal, but can also be seen as symbolic to the things in, in, in your life that you fight. Right. As you um, try to do life. And, you know, if you're not living for the Lord, this is this is some this is the typical thing that really happens in a person's life. Right. Um, you know, the world is, is constantly, constantly doing something to try and get you away from God. So let me start looking at verse 10 and verse 10 says, and there a woman met him dressed as a prostitute and sly at, and cunning at heart. This is the intention of the most of the person. This is a character. She was boisterous and rebellious. She would not stay at home. At times she was in the streets, at times in the marketplaces, lurking and setting her ambush at every corner. And in last week's episode, remember I said that this is like you go on Instagram, right? There it is. You go on Facebook. There it is. You go on Twitter. There it is. You go, you know, you're all over these corners and you find lust lurking and looking for you in these places. 
Hezekiah verse 13, then it says, So she caught him and kissed him, and with a brazen and imprudent face said to him, I have peace offerings with me today. I paid my vows, so I came out to meet you, that you might share with me the feast of my offering. Right? Um, and I want to go to quickly verse 18, which he says, Come, let us drink and fill our love until morning let us console and delight ourselves with love for my husband is not at home he has gone on a long journey and has taken a bag of money with with him and he will not come back on the appointed day and listen to verse 21 with her many persuasions she caused him to yield with her flattering lips she seduced him so at some point there may have been a form of resistance but he stood there long enough some point maybe you were not really you know looking in that direction but you started go looking in that direction and because you kept going that direction soon enough you found yourself there and literally says um and suddenly he went after her as an ox goes to slaughter not knowing the outcome or as one in stocks going to the creation to be given to a fool until an arrow pierced his liver with a mortal wound like a bird fluttering straight into a net man he did not know he did not know that it would cost him his life. Wow. How many times do we do stuff? How many times do we do stuff and don't know that it's going to cost you your life? How many things are you in a situation? How many things are you in right now that you saw that this cost you something? It cost you your marriage. It cost you your job. It cost you your children. It cost you your family. It cost even the, the respect that people used to have for you. The adoration people had for you. As a result of following lust, of following this spirit of adultery and this thing. This is something that is so, so powerful. Like I said, it can be literal or symbolic, right? It can be literal or symbolic. So to bring it home a bit, it's like the world that we're living in right now. It's constantly seducing you to stay under the devil's ways and not choose God's way. Even with the young kids, there is a seductive spirit in the world right now, right? You may be a teenager. Right now, it can literally say, hey, you know, let's do what other teenagers are doing. Let's smoke, let's drink, let's have sex, let's do all these things. But maybe at home you have a mom or dad who prays, who loves you so much and tells you, hey, my child, listen, this is what you're supposed to do. It's no different from what the um, scripture says now in Proverbs 7, right? It's literally a son like warning a father, like God warning his children. And it shows the outcome of this, right? There may be peer pressure from friends making you feel like you have to do this. But that's not true, right? You may be a husband who's, who's in the situation where at work or wherever you are, maybe even your friends are telling you to do such things. And you know for sure, like it is a seductive spirit. Maybe it's on television, it may not be someone who is physically doing something sensual, right? But it could be the things that they are saying that are pulling you away from the truth of God. And because we, if you stay on this thing, right? It may be on television, it may be on media, it may be on your phone, it may be even in your ears what you're listening to. It could be a friend that keeps you focusing your attention um, on this thing. And because you focused on it, and you spend so much time in it, just like this guy. He stood there long enough to be seduced by this person. He didn't leave. He should have ran immediately, but he didn't. And as a result of keeping this co continuous focus and attention, you had the time. The spirit has the time to now persuade you and, 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 and lure you, right? Like what it says in Proverbs, with her many persuasions. She caused him to yield. So with many persuasions that you're seeing, it eventually caused you to bend. With many persuasions, maybe there's something your wife was like, hey, baby, I don't want you going to that place. I don't like that. You know, I don't want you to do that. It makes it feel uncomfortable. But with many persuasions, and you know within yourself that it's wrong, but with many persuasions from your boys, from your friends, from your colleagues, you yielded. And what did that cost you? Right? Because you spend so much time listening. And other things are things that pull you and hook you in your heart to move away and steer clear from, from the things of God, right? Other things, it's moral principles that you know God has given you on the inside. 
but you find yourself following what culture says. You find yourself following what society says. You find yourself following the wrong things where a person says, go get a divorce. When you know that is not the truth where God said that that's not what he likes because it breaks people and families. Where you find yourself hurt, sometimes even in the church, with people saying the wrong stuff. And because you spend so much time focusing your attention on it, this thing seduced you out of the will of God. It seduced you out of the way of God and it hooked you and led your heart astray. And now you found yourself straying away and it cost you something. You find culture saying, hey, follow your heart, right? But it's clear, it's clear that the way this woman or the spirit or this thing got into this person is because it got into their heart. It got, how, sorry, how it got into their heart is because it got, it got his or her attention, right? So how something ends up taking you away from God is because it got your attention long enough. There are many, many temptations, even with myself. There's many things that I see, but I always have to remind myself, run. It's not worth it. You always have to go the opposite direction. So literally, um, when you spend your time focusing on this thing long enough, it gets, it got your attention and it pierced your heart. So now when we look at this, what the what it says, right? I want us to, to understand and see what it says concerning, um, you know, the spirit. Once it's got your attention and got into your heart. It pulls you from God. It pulls you from God's ways. That's why you find believers who say they're Christian, but they do the opposite, right? The heart has been steered from God, has been seduced. And it is so cunning. It is so cunning how the enemy does it. And that's why you have to have to consider, is it worth it? Is it worth costing you your life, right? But again, what does pop culture say? Follow your heart. Follow your hearts. But the question is, is it really safe to follow your heart? Like the world says. Remember, there is skillful and godly wisdom. And then there's foolish, human, limited, worldly wisdom. And I want us to look at this. Remember, I used to, before I was in, in, in Christ, right? I used to follow pop culture too and hear them and they say, Oh, follow your passions, follow your heart. Not a good idea. And I'll tell you, <laughs> this is literally what scripture says. Remember, we're coming to God to understand his ways so we can be corrected and get the right way of God and live correctly according to his will. So Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Mm. Yet culture says, follow your heart. Let's look at the Amplified Version. The heart is deceitful above all things. It is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick. Who can know it? Perceive. Who can know it, right? Meaning perceive, understand, and be acquainted with his own heart and mind. That is how twisted the heart is and why it's, we can't just follow our heart, right? If we're living in the world and we say following our heart, it's dangerous, basically. That's what the Bible is saying. And this is why Jesus explains in Mark 7, right, um, that, oh man, this is, this is a scripture that I really love, actually. Um, and in Mark 7, Jesus literally says to um, the Pharisees that defilement comes from the inside of us, right? And this is a response from Jesus after some religious teachers got offended because they had seen that Jesus and his disciples um ate bread with ceremonially impure hands right that is like unwashed and defiled hands according to jewish religious um rituals right um this wasn't something that was a, required from god from what i'm understanding but it was just like a ritual right that people did so in their culture so this is like jesus's response to the crowd um yeah in a bit i'm going to read this so what i'm going to read is like jesus's response to the crowd um and the disciples right when he calls them out and tells them he calls out the, the 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 religious teachers basically calls them out for what they've done and tell him that they are pious and pretentious about their purity 
um, because they were more concerned about how they looked on the outside, but their hearts were never pure on the inside. And this is what Jesus says to them, right? When he now addresses the crowd to help them understand what was going on. And Jesus says, after he called to the people, after that, he called uh, the people to him again. And he said, and he called to people again, saying to them, listen carefully to me, all of you hear and understand what I am saying. There is nothing outside of a man such as food, which by going into him can defile him morally or spiritually. But the things which come out of the heart of a man are what defile and dishonor him. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And then the Bible continues and says, um, Yes, when Jesus had left the crowd and gone into the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, are you too, are you too so foolish, lacking in understanding? Do you not understand that whatever goes into a man or whatever goes into a person, right? Whatever we eat, whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile and dishonor him. Since it does not enter his heart, but only his stomach and from there is eliminated right by this he declared that all foods are ceremony clean verse 20 and he said whatever comes from the heart of a man that is what defiles and dishonor him for from within that is out of the heart of a man come base and malevolent thoughts and schemes acts of sexual immorality thefts murders adulteries acts of greed and covetousness wickedness deceit unrestrained conduct envy jealousy slander profanity arrogance self-righteousness and foolishness poor judgment all these things schemes and desires come from within and defile and dishonor the man wow that is so powerful jesus clearly clearly shows right what literally defiles us from the inside how we end up being in certain situations it's our heart and remember in proverbs what is satan's agenda to take your heart away from god but when you're already living outside of god's will and even when you even are within god's will right you still satan tries to fight you against that and you're living in the world or you're even in the church we have to keep ourselves pure and our hearts pure these people who were speaking against jesus or the religious teachers and laws they were people who were within the church but they were acting as if they were pure but their hearts were not pure they were filled with evil and jesus could see through their hearts through their motives through their actions when you read the bible you can see they were constantly scheming against him they were not doing what was right so what we have on the inside defiles us. What we do on the inside defiles us. And sometimes adultery isn't even a person stepping outside of marriage. But even just within our hearts where we love, we say we love Jesus. But we go and we do other stuff outside of that. That also is like spiritual adultery. There was a whole game plan set up before the fall. Okay? Before someone commits adultery with their body or with their heart or with their mind whatever it is it starts with the eyes the intentions of the heart and once it is pierced apart like proverbs 7 says now you're following and it becomes easy to find yourself doing it so what do you need to do what do you need to do in a situation like this we need to turn to jesus there's there's there's, there's grace there's mercy if we truly truly repent and follow him proverbs 23 Verse 26 says, My son, give me your heart. Let your eyes delight in my ways. Man, we need Jesus Christ. I love how it says, Give me your heart. Because our hearts may be sick right now, give your heart to Jesus. And now let your eyes, right? Your focus, like that, let your focus be Jesus. Where now you delight in him and his ways. Where you search the scriptures to know him and to understand his ways. That God, help me know who you are. Help me understand because the world that I live in is so defiled. The world that I, the world that I live in is so messed up. Or the people that I'm around, Lord, don't know you. Help me to find your way. Help me and show me. Let my eyes be secure on you, Jesus, and your way. Come on, Holy Spirit. We need Jesus Christ in every part of our being. 
We need to truly repent and follow him in his ways. This way we can be like him. This way we can do his will and his way. Because we have his Holy Spirit leading us and directing us and guiding us. But we have to be willing and we have to be yielding and we have to continuously follow him. Remember, Jesus says in John um, 15, abide in me and, you know, I will abide in you. We have to continue to abide in him. If I didn't, if, if I didn't misquote that, he speaks about us continuing abiding in him. When we remain in him, he remains in us. When we remain in God and his word. Jesus remains in us. But when we don't and we separate ourselves from God, he cuts us away. He literally says God will cut us away. <laughs> so none of us can just relax and think, hey, we're safe. Hey, I can just do my own thing. There's rest in Christ Jesus, yes. But we just have to continue to seek him and pursue him. We have to just delight ourselves in him. And it becomes easy when you have the Holy Spirit. Immediately when your spiritual eyes are open, you just hunger for him. It's effortless. Because when you're a lukewarm Christian, that's not the case, right? Romans 8 speaks about how your mind, when your mind is governed by the flesh, by the things that you see, right? You pursue sin. You literally pursue sin. So you can call yourself a Christian, but somehow the first thing you think about in the morning is not to pray. You're thinking about how you're going to have sex with someone else. You're thinking about how you can gratify and satisfy your flesh. You're thinking about how you can do the next thing for you. It's not about the kingdom. It's not about um, building anything that pertains to the Lord. It's literally all about you, right? And that's why we have to be spirit-led and spirit-filled and spirit-minded people, if that's even a word. This is what Romans 8, 9 says. I'm sorry, it's not Romans 8, 9, actually. I believe it starts from verse 5. Yes. For those who are living according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit which is his will and his purpose. Now the mind of the flesh is death now and forever because it pursues sin. Listen to that. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God both now and forever. This is the promise we have. The mind of the flesh with its sinful pursuits is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's law since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses cannot please God. However... It says now in verse 9, however, you, right, if you live, if you are, if you are being led by the Holy Spirit, this is what it says, you are living, but however, you are not living in the flesh, controlled by sinful nature, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God lives in you, meaning directing you and guiding you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. If Christ lives in you through your natural body, Sorry, if Christ lives in you, though your natural body is dead because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness which he provides. Come on, God. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. This is amazing. We have to be led by the spirit so we can't just say we're christians but we still do the fleshly thing we do things that are in opposition i used to wonder how well, how does it how is it even possible to be a believer and do something that is opposite and i get it as scripture reveals and it helps me to understand so people of god we really need to just love love god and be serious about him it is so essential for us to be serious about him because it is for our will. I mean, for he, it was for our good and it is his perfect will for us to receive his goodness. He's a merciful and loving and kind God, but he will not tolerate sin. It pushes us away from him. So follow him today. Give your heart to him. Let him turn your heart to him. Let him give you a brand new heart and delight your ways your eyes let your eyes delight in his ways 
I pray that today's episode has blessed you, man. Whether you're a believer or not, I am grateful to have shared this and this has also blessed me. So Father, thank you so much for this episode, for this word that you've shared with us today. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here and speaking today. We are so grateful for you, Lord. And I pray for each person, each soul who has listened today and has heard this word. Lord, I thank you that it will return a harvest and will produce the fruit, God. I pray for the hearts that have received this word, God. Let the enemy not steal um, anything from them, Father, as a result of just listening to this, God. I know your word says, Lord, that, you know, your word, your seed fell on different kinds of ground but i pray that today lord that the hearts and the ears that will listen were good ground and now and even in the future that the enemy will not steal the, your word from them father but it will produce a harvest jesus we love you we thank you for the finished work of the cross in which we rejoice and shout and say victory is ours god hallelujah it is because of you that we shout and rejoice and angels rejoice god because of what you have done, we are celebrating you. We are in a great place because of you, Jesus. And you are so amazing. You are beautiful. Thank you for your love. I pray for each person and their families represented, God. Keep them, touch them, protect them. Touch their lives, change them, God. May they know you personally, Jesus. Let them not just read about you, Lord, but oh my God, may they see how good you really are. May there be a tangible result of your goodness in them where they see that, you know what? Man, I've seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord for myself. So I thank you, Lord, for presenting yourself before them today. Whether they work at school, with their friends, with their families, wherever they are, with their grandparents, wherever they are, Lord. Bless them today and cover them in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. You are the lover of my life. I love you so much. Bless each person that's listening and keep them in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for each person whom which you've said that you will not let any one of them slip from your hands, God. Not a single one of us will slip from your hands. For those who belong to you, God, they will not, oh Jesus, so that the Father may be glorified. Thank you, great shepherd, for what you've done for us and for interceding for us right now. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen. 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 Can anybody say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that this episode has blessed you, man. Listen, do share this episode with someone who you know may need it. And let me know. Let me know. Um, I, um, there's a link that I have on Spotify. Let me know how has this episode blessed you. You can tap the section that says answer question. You can answer the question that I have for the day. And it's literally how has this episode blessed you, right? How has this changed you or how has Jesus Christ touched you today? I would love to hear your story as you shared with me. But other than that, God keep you, God cover you, God bless you. Until next week. Bye, guys.